you want to be a wise man or woman? We'll miss the 48th edition of Sound Teaching. We're going to be talking about what James has to say as he gives us instruction in his third chapter regarding true wisdom and how to obtain it. In James chapter 3, verses 13 through 18, the writer gives some interesting instruction regarding true wisdom. Notice first what he has to say about those who would claim to have wisdom. Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. James states here that wisdom is indicated not by words, but rather by works. Think about how different that is from the world's assessment. The world looks to men who impress in words by technical arguments, obscure dissertations, and complex language. A man who can confuse and obfuscate issues is considered wise because of an impressive intellect. I once attended an adolescent psychology class in college in which the professor was very adamant in his theories of raising and developing children. His theories contradicted most of the statements the Bible makes about raising children, but most of the class listened carefully to his opinion. After all, the man had a doctorate in psychology. The amazing thing is that in using his own child as an illustration from time to time, it became evident that his theories did not work. The child was ill-behaved, recognized no authority nor limits to his actions. The class, however, was impressed more by the words of the professor than by the actual child-raising he was engaged in at the time. Well, what is God telling us? Well, to use that same illustration, if we're looking for guidance in raising children, it would be better to go to a mother and father who have raised their children successfully than to go to a theorist who may talk a good game but can't deliver. In our text, James contrasts true wisdom, which is from above, with what he calls earthly wisdom. In verse 14, James gives some characteristics of those whose wisdom is earthly. They are ones which have bitter envy and self-seeking in their hearts. Concerning this wisdom, James writes in verse 15, This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, and demonic. The word earthly means simply that this wisdom's origin is not from above, but rather from below. Sensual describes the condition of man when he is governed by the lower impulses of his nature and not by his spirit. In effect, he is ruled by his fleshly impulses. And finally, it's interesting that the term demonic is used with regard to this wisdom. It is demonic because those who possess it act like demons. Now, we're not talking about demon possession here, but rather traits such as malice, ambition, egotism, malignity, and pride. This wisdom is of the basest sort. It seeks the gratification of the flesh. It may enable a man to be shrewd, cunning, and able to attract the attention of other worldly wise people. But it is wholly foreign to the spirit which motivated Jesus and which should motivate all of his followers. How often do we see this? Well, the philosophy of much of the business world is centered in this type of wisdom. All of the different mediums which influence society today, education, media, government, are all inundated with this type of wisdom. Unfortunately, even religion has been colored by human wisdom. 
You have churches who, because of jealousies and strife, are divided and ineffective. You have teachers and preachers of different denominations which have substituted their beliefs for the commandments of God. You have so-called preachers who appeal to the sensual man by preaching a gospel of health and wealth. Now contrast this earthly wisdom and its characteristics with what James has to say in verse 17. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Remember, human wisdom is earthly, sensual, devilish. It is causing uh, division, jealousy, strife, confusion, and every evil deed. But Wisdom from above is pure. It is peaceable, producing a peace-loving disposition in the one who possesses it. Gentility, a willingness to yield, and mercy are evident in the individual who has this wisdom. A divinely wise man produces good fruits. He is not prejudiced against any man and is not hypocritical in his actions. James very clearly delineates the positive nature of divine wisdom which is described by him. He leaves us with one other result of divine nature stated in verse 18. That is the sowing of righteousness. This can only be accomplished by those who have peace and peace only comes from divine wisdom. May we all set aside our own wisdom and pray to God who gives to all liberally for wisdom from above. If we do, he is just to deliver it to us. And praise be to our God who gives us such abundant blessings. Thanks for listening to this edition of Sound Teaching. The Sound Teaching broadcast is brought to you by the West Side Church of Christ in Fort Worth, Texas. My name is Stan Cox, and I am the evangelist for this family of Christians. For more information about our congregation, or to find much more material for your private study, please visit our website at soundteaching.org. That's soundteaching.org. Until next time, we pray God's blessings upon you.